Ready? So, our chocolate chip mole or mole, how we pronounce yeah. it. But, like, you, you eat it, and it's excruciatingly hot, but it's ice cream, thereby being cold, so you can't douse it. Mm. Like, you don't know what to do. You can't drink ice water because your mouth's already cold. Right, you, you can't, can't drink the milk, milk because it's... It's already ice cream. It is a milky product. It is literally undousable. <laughs> you just have to endure it. And it's amazing in that regard and for that regard. So that's why it sucks that they didn't actually have the ice cream there anymore because you could have tried it and suffered. Joyously. Joyful uh, suffering. Joyful suffering. Joyful suffering is the name of today's episode. Uh, welcome to Rhythm and Pixels, a video game music podcast. Joyful suffering. Episode 20. That is not the name of the episode. episode. Are we in episode 24-5? We're in world 24 for now. We are. Here's a question. Is the music supposed to be playing? Uh, yeah. Are you hearing anything? Nope. You're not hearing anything. Okay. Well, hang on one moment, please. There it, is. there it is. There's everybody. We're all here now. Oh, everything's good. <laughs> Whoops. Um, every week we listen to great video game music from all consoles and all generations. And we're your hosts. My name is Rob Nichols. And I'm Pernell. And every week we listen to... Every week Rob repeats the exact <laughs> same statement. And sometimes he does it twice. Thank you and good night. <laughs> <laughs> if you couldn't tell, we're kind of rusted here. We're pretty much figured try to go and record in the same room, partially because, yeah, well, the other part is the <laughs> fact that there's construction happening at my neighbor's house, and I, in my foolish ways, bought a duplex. So <laughs> I, when someone's hammering, I know it, and it sucks for recording. So well, I mean, like I also like our circles are are pretty small. Like me and Christy were talking, like we have a very tiny bubble of the people that we see and we know you do too so i feel like it's pretty safe yeah, yeah. but then also I, I have this other just general element it's, it makes it back how people perceive it but um mm. the unfortunateness of it all is that um we haven't as a nation haven't been really handling this thing in a way that would have pummeled this bad boy downward no and a rate that would have felt controllable which means that um due to the fact that the tenure for it going away ranges somewhere between indefinite to never <laughs> or regression right, indeterminate to never yeah we got to make some concessions got to make some concessions and for that in mind like i'm still ridiculously careful with stuff oh, oh me I, too I, yeah because for the record i've been going to work every day this whole thing like mm. i go to to the office many, every day many people do many yeah. people have no choice oh yeah you know and and, and like but you got to make yeah. do with when you do go yeah. and i'm just fortunate that when i go in i have a mm. fair sense of control of who i'm around because i go to my office i can stay in there and if people are doing the thing where it's like, I got the mask under my nose, like, well, you can stay out there and do that. Not in my room, you ain't. Yeah. But, uh, you yeah, know. I only go in, like, a little bit here and there just to keep keep up on, the on like, the, the network, make sure it's fine. But um, I've been doing um, remote support for everybody. And there's this one woman who's a little bit older. And, and I'm having, I'm just tired of trying to figure out her, I'm just so tired of trying to figure out her home internet connection issues over the phone mm -hmm. that I'm making a house call tomorrow. Oh, like, that, that's it. I'm just coming over. I'm going to rewire everything. If there's cat poo all over the floor, run. No, no, it ain't going to be like that. She's, no, it's not. It shouldn't be like that. No, she doesn't like cats. She doesn't Stacks like, of Tupperware. I don't think she likes animals. Stacks of Tupperware. But I'll 
I'll take some Tupperware if she's got some extra. Stacks of PS4 <laughs> titles all over the house. She's like, what are you going to do with all these PS3 games? Oops. All these PS3 Don't touch games. that. It's an antique. <laughs> it's an antique. But like, yeah, but yeah, honestly, it, that's Bioshock. You can't get that anymore. Actually, you can't. I know. It's been remastered like twice. <laughs> but like, yeah, like honestly, that's how I feel about it overall. You just, I make do, like I don't do much ever, <laughs> but when I do do stuff, I'm consistent and careful about it and i just make do it the best i can yeah yeah us too we, we we took some time off for a vacation because we had a lot of traveling and then after an appropriate amount of time we decided to just go off ourselves to um to the beach which was actually really nice i feel like and you went to one of those secluded ones unfortunately well actually well uh actually uh ocean- well, actually <laughs> Ocean City, Maryland, there there were a bunch of people there, but it wasn't like it usually is, mm-hmm. as I've been told, because I've never been to Ocean City, Maryland before. I went there once by mistake. By mistake. And I can't believe it's it's a it's a bit of a ways from where you were expecting to go. My friend was very, very high. <laughs> and, and, and behind the wheel. And behind the wheel. <laughs> so perspective for people who are like, what the heck is he talking oh, but, about? Yeah, that, yeah. Was, that was prom night. We, prom, yeah. After prom, a bunch of friends and I drove to pretty much like just to hang out like at the beach for that mm-hmm. weekend so we all got in the car and drove off and of course while driving they also didn't want to just, you know use you know partake of the greenbacks as they call them mm. i don't think they call it that but you know what i'm talking yeah, about yeah yeah and trees yeah those and i was captain no use actually technically still am but of yeah. course i'm in the car with everybody so it's only inevitable i'm going to get some of it mm-hmm. and what ultimately happens i fell asleep because of it like i just passed out in the yeah, passenger seat i was gonna seat. say like you told me a little bit of the story but like what'd you guys do when you get there oh so what happened was we were going to one beach yeah and Rehobo- when i passed you're, going, you're aiming for Rehoboth, we were right? going to Rehoboth. yeah which is and nice. i passed out on the way down there. <laughs> yeah. And when I came to, we were at a beach that I thought was Rehoboth because I'd never been to the beach, so it's only natural, right? Yeah. Turns out we were at Ocean City, Maryland, and the knucklehead just drove straight past Rehoboth all the way to another beach in another state. Which is easy to do because there's really no other streets. It's just one highway. That goes, goes for a long time. Yeah, it's called... Well, I saw... It's called a... Um, it's the Coastal Highway. It's the Coastal Highway, but no, it's an island. It goes over into an island. It's called a barrier island. Oh, okay. And you keep going down south, and it cuts out from Delaware to Maryland. What's crazy is the line from Delaware to Maryland, everything changes because suddenly it's super developed, and mm. it looks like a city city. Interesting. But in Delaware, it's all um, it's all national park. It's all preserved. Oh, most most of it is most of it is except for like I know Shikatig is further. Actually, no, I don't think Shikatig is like further uh, further out south um, on its own like island area. But no, um, that was but, nice. We we um, we went to Lewis, which is a super sleepy little like kind of farm farm mostly farm town. Mm-hmm. And then we went to so anyway, so our we we rented a condo. The first day we just cleaned the crap out of it. And then um, the, the right outside the back is the beach. And there was, there was like hardly anybody out there. It was really nice because um, everyone's being really careful. Mm-hmm. And even like when we were like driving around, like there's like people playing mini golf, but everyone's like being like pretty far apart from each other. And it's yeah. interesting too, because with that whole thing, like, well, I don't even want to say, because it's hard to even gauge what's true or what's not anymore. But what I do know is that uh, I'm mostly my main drive is to be outdoors. Like if I go, yeah. if I want, like someone says, "Hey, Pernell, mm-hmm. you should do. You want to do this thing?" My philosophy is: Is it outside? Yeah, I wanted to be outdoors too. Like that's what I like. But it's not. Just, it's not just because I like it though. Being outdoors is great. 
but it's also just because by virtue of the concepts open air is what you want yeah oh yeah because of this situation that we're in yeah you yeah, want it's what, open it's air. what you want so i'm like if i'm open well, air i can feel better well we didn't really go to anywhere like really populated until the very end where we were like okay let's stop by rehoboth boardwalk see how it is there and that's a popular boardwalk it was like no that's where i wouldn't go it was insane we pulled up and i was like oh no oh Did no, you no, back no, no, out no. we backed out good good i was gonna say was, why would you go well, we went to a restaurant. Horrible. We went to a restaurant like two like blocks away from like the main drag, and that was like super nice. Like they were, they kept the seating really far apart. They were super careful. And I'm looking outside, and I'm like, "Oh, it's kind of nice. Let's go for a walk." And then suddenly, it was just not. It was so, people didn't care. Yeah, that's that's and why there's you kids could, everywhere. <laughs> that's why you couldn't pay me to go to Rehoboth. There are people who actually live there regularly on forums I I frequent yeah. that complain about how they can't even have their town anymore. No, I, they're probably just like, I can't wait until winter. Yeah. All these people go away. Take, take, Literally go away. Because it is, it was terrifying. So that was like, okay, that's it. You know, we can just, we can drive back. <laughs> uh, but, it, but I spent a lot of time in the water. I spent a lot of time playing games. That's yeah. all I do. That's good. Yeah, but I they're back good games. games. <laughs> um, we had some time. What's the first game... What's, what's the first game to think of that you played? Um, well, it's a spoiler because it's going to come up on the episode proper too. But uh, oh, we can. We I can. reviewed. Uh, we haven't mentioned the topic, so we're all going to do this first. So I played. Oh, it's, on, uh, it's on the. It's on the file. Oh, people duh. download and put. Oh it on. yeah, I'd never think about that. <laughs> but like, uh, but <laughs> it's, yeah, it's. Uh, <laughs> I, I, I reviewed Death into Request Two, which yes. is funny because I actually it's it's never happens, but I actually finished the game during the review. I think that's and a good I sign. Finished that's it. a good sign, right? Yes and no. So I finished the game before it even released on store shelves. Like it came out yesterday. <laughs> oh, and it's I've been there. It came out yesterday and I've already beaten it. And I'm playing New Game Plus, which is also a shock for people, I would bet. But like I had such mixed feelings about it because like when you do game reviews, like it's one thing when you've played it, you're, you don't do game reviews, you get a game when it releases, and then you play it and you have a bit of a different opinion than folks or than what reviewers had. You're like, you know, I'm not quite sure I'm on the same page as that guy. Da, da, da. Mm. It's something completely different when no one's reviewed it, you review it, and as everyone's reviews are getting on the floor at the same time, you see like you're the odd duck who was like... You're the one who sat there. You played through the entire thing, which maybe probably most of the reviewers didn't have him play through the entire thing. And you're like, wow, everyone has a different take than I do. Yeah, but in this case, the take was, I felt like I was being really nitpicky. So mm-hmm. to give you an example, because I don't want to make this whole about this whole show about the Death and Request show. But uh, so Death and Request, without, well, it is going to be a spoiler because it's the second game. Um, the game reveals a plot point that the world is made of code. Like, our mm-hmm. world is a programmed space, and that it can be manipulated mm-hmm. through coding. Mm-hmm. Da, da, da. Mm-hmm. So, mm-hmm. It, stop mm-hmm. it, you. <laughs> so, the first game takes place in an MMO. So, in that yeah. MMO world, they involve things about glitches and stuff. So, when there's moments where the characters glitch out, and they get these weird glitched abilities called glitch mode. And it's like, okay, right. this makes sense. It fits within the context so the, of this world. The first game, it's like, it takes place on the computer game. Mm-hmm. It takes playing. But in the, in the second one, it's like, oh, wait, it's not a computer game. It's real life. Well, yeah. It's essentially, yeah. Hold on. <clears throat> it takes place in you know the world proper. And so things are happening. But 
these events occur during that are so far removed from what you'd expect the game's inhabitants to know and understand mm-hmm. that it it breaks focus. Like, so the game was written by the guy who wrote the Corpse Party series. Mm-hmm. For those who don't know, Corpse Party, by the title alone, is a horror-themed franchise. Very, they make very good use of sounds to convey disgust and horror. And is that the such. one where like like the characters get power from the blood of other things? You're, I'm not even sure what game that is. I know you tell me a lot about a lot of weird games. That is true. <laughs> um, <laughs> I'm trying to piece it all together. But like, so this game is also a horror-themed game. Um, so the general premise is that the main character is um, a girl who, after a really unfortunate event where she has to kind of... Well, I don't want to go into that part. But ultimately, she ends up in this town, at like a remote town where she's at an all-girls like you know orphanage. Basically, mm-hmm. a lot of wayward girls end up there. And she gets told early in the game, like, you don't go after midnight, almost like a mogwai. And, um, of course, she does. And when she goes outside, the town looks really weird and creepy. There's like red mm. vines like coming out of the buildings. There's no one around. She never once says, "Why are there red vines coming <laughs> out of the walls? What is happening with this town? Nothing makes sense." She fights monsters the first night. It's all normal. Aside right? from that first, "Oh my god, what is this thing?" It's just she doesn't react to it anymore. And the stupidest element of two, one Glitch mode exists in the game. So glitch, gl- gl- and they act like it's normal. Yeah, like no one acknowledges that their world is glitching out. These, no one these, acknowledges these, that they are glitching. These are your nitpicks. I nitpicked the heck out of this game. <laughs> um, but then the biggest thing that shocked me was like the company Nis. I love them to death. Um, they advertise it as a game where you, you can play this without playing the first game. Just jump right in. Just join the sequel. And of course, I can understand why they'd say that they want that money. Mm-hmm. Um, but I played through it, and a lot of reviewers were saying and agreeing with them. Like, oh, yeah, you can just jump right in. It makes sense. I'm like, no, it doesn't. First of all, if you play the second game without the first game, the glitching makes no sense. Right. Second of all, they do bring characters in from the first game and the game does tie into the narrative of the first game too so by jumping into the second game you lose so much on it mm. so for me i'm almost thinking you may as well just play the first game you get it for cheaper and if you like it that much you'll just play the sequel anyway but i was the only guy who made that comment of all the reviewers i came across i was the only one that was like you know i wouldn't play this without playing the first one it just doesn't make sense otherwise you said you had a call with nis yeah, yesterday I had a um they did a press release conference. Oh, I thought it was like I thought that was like a work related like government thing. Oh, that would be hilarious. <laughs> but like, no, no, I was at the National pro- something <laughs> No, Nipponichi <laughs> software. Um through SML they did a um So you had a call like, with Nipponichi. Yeah, it was like a press release conference, a call where they had everybody on the call we were talking oh, and they cool, announced cool, a cool. bunch of new releases that are coming up, they demoed stuff. And you were like, um, in episode five of Itchy and Scratchy. <laughs> How did it get out without using the wizard's key? But, like, it was actually pretty cool. Um, So, like, next episode, Joe's probably going to ask me, like, hey, talk about that call. And I'm going to be like, you know, it's got stuff, you know. Yeah, I was about. absolutely sober during that call. I, well, I, well yeah, I, I was. <laughs> but I wouldn't have been if I didn't want to be. I just chose to be. Oh. But was like, like, oh. <laughs> <laughs> that's depressing. Um, no, that's good though. Um, I'm glad that like 
that um, that you have that that the sh- that those reviews have been giving you direction in 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 the directed towards a game that it sounds like you've really enjoyed if you played it that much. Oh and, yeah, and I played still, through the entire game, yeah. and I'm playing the new game plus. Mm-hmm. And even with the nitpicks I had for it, ultimately I came away saying I enjoyed this experience, mm-hmm. and I well clearly am playing it again to get the tr- uh, you know the the backup details mm-hmm. for the new ending because once you beat the game, new game plus pretty much. You play through the game again, which is a dumb element because you get all your stats so you can kind of blow through stuff, but they unlock story bits that weren't there the first time mm. so you can kind of learn more about what's going on. Oh, that's cool. So like, like, It kind of gives you like a reason to kind of go back through it again. Like you're not, it's yeah. not going to blow the story open, but like it kind of gives you a little bit more detail. But it helps yeah. that the game is short because oh, okay. Persona 5 does something like that too, only just with that bonus boss nonsense, but, but I'm not a, playing through Persona 5 again like that. Because that's Persona a long 5, game. Yeah, I'm not playing 100 hours again for one boss. That's ridiculous for me. Like, I know people that have done it and more power than my friends that did it. <laughs> I'm not the dude. It's also why I haven't played through Royal yet because despite having cool new content at the end and even some dispersed throughout the main game. It's the game again. It's just, this, it's still mainly the game yeah. and it's still 100 plus hours, most of which I've experienced before. So it's like, yeah, the game was great. Yeah, I probably would enjoy it if I played it again, but I have a plethora of brand new experiences that I have not touched yet, so I have a hard time getting revved up for it again. Mm-hmm. So I guess that says like says something to people like you know choose where you're going to put your time, you know, and be careful with that time. Oh yeah, and remember, and remember, you only have so much time. Literally, literally. Good night. Uh, good night. <laughs> All right. So our topic is uh, terrible to weird character names and games okay so um that's really easy <laughs> it surprisingly is i, I think the real question is gonna become who with the hardest on this thing i th- um yeah maybe like like that and also i think we can just laugh we can just look back and be like oh yeah you're right that is a dumb name some i, I have some that are pretty obvious I, I, I won't say I cheated, but I got a little weird on it because what actually happened for me was like I had the idea for this as a general question. Mm-hmm. So I posted it to a, a, a bleep posting group and I already named a bunch. I was like, these are the ones that came to mind for me. And they're pretty much the ones I chose for this episode, oh, okay. except for one, which I learned about because of that thread. And it was so bad <laughs> that I was like, we got to bring this up on the show. We got this has to be a topic. There's one that name is terrible. There's one I couldn't find any. I don't think there was music for it, but it was the dumbest name. And it was Mario. No, it was um, <laughs> it was from Punch Out, and they re- it was Don Flamenco was originally named Pizza Pasta. You're joking? I'm not joking. Oh Jesus! <laughs> yeah, that's pretty bad. <laughs> so that's that's what we're working with. Um, this is an odd episode, so oh, I start the kick. Do you want? Off. Do you want? Do you want to like lead off with like with what the name is going to be? Then play the music. I'll play the music, and then we have to guess the name. I'm gonna play the music for the game, <laughs> and then I'll bring up the name. Okay. So leading off from what we were just talking about earlier, this is a fitting first choice. So this comes from the game Death End Request Two, and the title, thanks to a loose translation from friend and patron member Brian Pitt, okay. is actually called. Rend the flesh and sunder the bones. <laughs> it's composed by Sugiyora Yuki.
Welcome back. You're listening to Rend the Flesh and Sunder the Bones. Hey, everybody. Uh, Rend the Flesh. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, you, that is a loose translation, but the friend who did it is pretty good at this, so I'm, I'm sure it's fairly accurate. From the game Death End Request 2, composed by Sugiora Yuki. Mm. So, this game, as it was building up and me settling into like this, the game itself, as opposed to complaining about the stuff I mentioned earlier in the episode, this yeah. was probably the main driving force to keep me going because this battle theme is lit. Yeah, this like it's it's super fast. I really like the violin, like towards the end section of the loop that like resolves. Mm-hmm. That's really cool. At one point, I thought I was going to put it on a Halloween episode, but I also figured maybe I'll just use like the ball, the final boss theme in Halloween time mm-hmm. or something. But uh. So, so, so we're going to hear a lot of Death End Request 2 music? You just might, because honestly, the entire OST is very, very mm-hmm. good. Um, but as for the theme of the episode and why I picked this track, well, the main character whose name actually just kind of randomly clicked in my head for as a pun, too, is like, her name is Mai Toyama. Um, Mai Toy. Uh, um, so her name is Mai Toyama, and um, she when she gets to the all-girls school, she makes her first and best friend. Named Rotten Dollheart. That's not a nickname. Her nickname is Roddy. Her real name is is Rotten Dollheart. Her mother's name is Midra Dollheart. (laughs) So, somebody out there thought it'd be a great idea to name a character Rotten. Named that way by a a, a, pretty much a a convent nun. Is is it like a fun translation type thing? I don't think it is. (laughs) I think her name is literally Rotten. And... It drives me crazy because for the majority of the game, this isn't a spoiler, but for the majority of the game, I was like, this name has to mean something. She has to be, like, actually tainted meat or, like, a monster in disguise or something. It's just her name. (laughs) She just has a really bad name. And I can't... Can you imagine? They don't even have any kids making fun of her name. At no point in the game, no one goes, Roddy, Roddy, Stinking Toddy or something. (laughs) You smell like rotten fruit. No one does any of that. It's literally just, that's her name. And we're all cool with it. That's, yeah. Like, is everyone cool with that? Is everybody going to go with that? And everyone's like just tacking like it's normal. The main character meets her for the first rotten. time. My name's Rotten. She's like, okay. As opposed to being like, <laughs> your name's what? <laughs> A lot was happening in the game that everyone's just sort of like ignoring, right? But nobody knew that something's happening in the game. Most of the people, <laughs> at least early on, don't know it. So she literally is just named Rotten, and everyone's cool, but the game at least is fun, right. and the narrative is awesome. So RPGs are going to have some silly names, mm-hmm. for the most not for the most part, but like generally speaking, fighting games are also going to have some terrible names. So, surprise, I'm going to play a Street Fighter track. <laughs> <laughs> I'm telling you, we're gonna, Mitchell and I are going to come up with I'm a gonna topic, do it it's going to be great. Uh, yeah, I know, right? It's going to be great. I hate you, too. Um, <laughs> but no, this one is Street Fighter EX for the arcade. It's Skullamania. It's Skullamania. <laughs> so I name. remember being like, oh, wow, look at these new characters. And like these returning Ryu and Chun-Li and, uh, ooh, Akira. And then Skullamania because it's he's a, a dude in a skin-tight skull. He wasn't outfit. even like a, if I'm not mistaken, he wasn't even like a TV show character in the universe. He wasn't like an acrobat. He was literally just a guy in a suit. Guy in a skull suit. That's what he is. Um, and <laughs> Terrible. Very weird. But I mean, I guess they, they brought him back through all three versions of this game. A Skullomania. Uh, so this is this this is the theme of Skullomania. <laughs> it's called amu- I, Okay, if I gotta be able to say this. They made up some words here. Um, amusementative amusementive crime. 
Oh, and maybe he was a criminal and he just used that as his costume. Yeah, maybe he's like a, 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 a clown. I'm going to look it up and maybe find some fan fiction and we'll read it when we come back. But leave the fan fiction. Yeah, <laughs> this is but we'll leave the fan fiction. Maybe. maybe no. If you're lucky. <laughs> if you're lucky. Leave com- it out. Uh, the soundtrack was composed by Takayuki Ihara, Shinji Hasoe, and Ayako Sasso. Um, no credit specifically to which composer on this song, though. So here it is, the theme of Skullomania. Back, you're listening to the theme of Skullomania, Amusementive Crime from the game Street Fighter EX for the arcade, composed by Takayuki Ihara, Shinji Hasoe, and Ayako Sasso. The track is actually fairly fun and festive, so I kind of get the amusementive. Yeah, it's it's weird, right? Like <laughs> it's 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 an interesting it's an interesting song. Dude, like, dude. Like if for, like all of the crazy pitch bends in the beginning, like right here, where it's like wee. I, I like that. Like to me, like that's 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 almost classic, like Capcom sound. It's very like arcadey sounding. But then it gets in this weird, like amusement park, like kind of circusy type thing. Yeah, it makes you feel the flow, baby. There we go. Um, who is Skullomania? Let's see. We don't know. There's <laughs> a there's a guy in the skull outfit. Okay, here, okay, here he is. Um, straight from a Wikipedia page to your ears. Um, I hate podcasts that do that, but I just I find this so weird. Skullomania. Um, he was once an average salesman called Saburo Nishiyakiyama. His superiors were not pleased with his results as a salesman. Down on his luck and constantly under pressure for results, he was forced to act in a hero show at the department store which employed him at hero oh, show. Oh, good. Here we go. So that is why he has the skull Yeah, outfit. so during the performance, he felt an indescribable passion to awaken within him. And he decided to become a vigilante crime fighter, swearing to protect the world from evil. As a result, he began to comp- compete against top-ranked martial artists, fighting them on an even playing field. I kind of chuckle in that regard, too, because can you just picture the idea of a guy who just... You know, before this all happened, he wasn't actually physically fit like that. He wasn't practicing martial arts. He literally was a salesman. <laughs> just a guy. But, yeah. Just a guy. And then, like, it's almost like one punch man syndrome here where he's like, I'm going to become a fighter, a vigilante. And, like, after one week, 
Though, I guess at one point, she has to do it for two years, but still. <laughs> this guy just overnight becomes a crime fighter, and he's fighting, like, people who train in martial arts their entire lives. Mm-hmm. Like, it's nothing. Like, it's nothing. Like, it's nothing. He's Skullamania. He can still jump super, super high in the air. It's the scarf. It's the, oh, that's right. He did have a scarf. It's the scarf. Um, when I first saw him, I thought it was, like, the developers were like, okay, we got to make, like, a normal character model. Okay, let's, let's improve on that, you know? And then they just left it in the game. Oh, man. But there he is, Skullamania. A very cool song, though. Very cool arcade sound. I honestly always felt like Street mm-hmm. Fighter EX Plus Alpha had an OST fairly unique of every Capcom game I'd it played did. prior. It did. It really did. It's good, too. I really enjoy it. Well, um, maybe I won't. I shouldn't say every Capcom, but every Capcom Street Fighter game. I mean, yeah. Well, also, the, the EX games definitely had a different sound, too. And I think a lot of it is 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 the, the, the composers are, are completely... It's also from... Um, different company uh, developed the game too I think or had a hand in it because then they went off and did the new game Fighting EX Layer which is kind of like a successor to EX Mm -hmm. I didn't think I was going to be into this game when I first saw it when I was younger um, because it was 3D Mm -hmm. and kind of floaty but I got really into it it's a a good that's why yeah, poor man. She was great. The um, the the super moves you can kind of chain together. If you like, if you built up your meter long enough, you can go like one to the next one to the next one. Um, it, was, it was cool. It was, it's a good, it's a good game. But Skullamania. I mean, not, not a great name, but a cool game. <laughs> See, yeah, I'm looking forward to what the other two names you end up coming up with are. Because also, it's, I like topics like this because so- they make you. Oh, I try to. I hope that they make you kind of like dig a little deeper. Like, where are some of the odder names out there that I can dig up? Or um, what are the things? Some of mine are a little on the nose, but you'll find out. <laughs> this person's name is your character name here. <laughs> oh, I should have chosen that one from um, WrestleMania for the NES, where it's just you. <laughs> it's just Y-O-U. It's you. Actually, in Japan, it was translated from you. <laughs> oh, God. <laughs> that right. was terrible, and I'm proud of it. Mm-hmm. Um, <laughs> <my> ne- <laughs> so my next track comes from a game that is no stranger to me in this podcast but of course again when I originally came up with this topic mm-hmm. I already had names in mind from games I had been playing so okay. of course um, this track comes from the game you know Trails of Cold Steel 2 Legend of Heroes and title is Severe Blow and it's composed by Hayato Sonoda and Takahiro Unisuga <laughs>
Welcome back. You are listening to Severe Blow from the game Legend of Heroes Trails of Cold Steel 2, composed by Hayato Sonoda and Takahiro Unisuga. So when I proposed this topic to mm. people, and I was like, well, there's some bad character names you've heard of. Some of the names people were given were just lazy. Like, they were pretty much naming them because they just hate the characters. Like, someone was like Cloud Strife, which, don't get me wrong, Cloud Strife isn't a great name. It's a little on the nose. Oh, God, he's suffering. He's seen so much strife in his life. Um, but it's Cloud Strife, whatever. Um, <laughs> or Hero, H-I-R-O. Hero's the show used yeah, hero. Like, yeah. we, it's been done. Hero is a thing, you know. Yeah, it's but, a dumb name. A beautiful Joe. Hey, you should take that crap. Beautiful Joe is awesome. Stupid. But none of them thought, <laughs> no one was, I guess a couple people thought it because they had to agree with me because I brought it up immediately. None of them thought of the name McBurn. There's a guy named McBurn. 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 Not only is his name McBurn, yeah. but he is one of the most powerful in both in strength and in authority in the game's main villain organization. Can you imagine, like, coming up to this guy's like, all right, we just take out the last enforcer, and we can move forward to take out the, you know, the ring leader, da 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 and he shows up, he's with his arms crossed, like, welcome, I am McBurn, and you're just like, <laughs> what? And you just, like, picture, like, the McDonald's M in the background catching a blaze, like, McBurn! <laughs> but, I'm like, I'm just picturing Mr. Burns and, like, McDonald's, like, Ronald McDonald makeup. Yeah, it's, it's, kinda, it's, it's it's, You're right. It's not. It's not the intimidating name it should be. Right? It's terrible. The funny part is he has actual intimidating nicknames. Oh, okay. Oh. He's called the Almighty Conflagration. That's pretty good. And the Blazing Demon. Okay, so a lot of fire. Yeah, he's a very happen. fiery guy. Hence yeah. McBurn. Okay. But it's the fact that if anything, I would never want anyone to call me McBurn because it's just a pathetic name. It's, 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 someone got, it's like, it is always, when I, when it, I come across these names, it's not even wait, just that the character has a name. But, I always have to remember. Wait, but Mick Byrne, so it's just like, it's like Cher or Madonna. It's just one name. Yes, and it's not even a good one name. It's, it's, it's like, when you think about it, it's not always necessarily just that the character in the universe has to live with the name. It's also the fact that, again, someone in a studio, whether <laughs> a translator or in Japan, yeah. officially, sat down and said, you know, we have this guy. What's his ability? Well, he has a sword that allows him to manipulate and control flames. Okay, that's pretty. That's pretty awesome. Yeah, that's that's good. Good. What should we up. name him? We got. We got all kinds of. We got like Sayato. We've got Ricky Coon. Just a bunch of weird names I'm making up that are just like general. And this guy just goes McBurn. Yeah, I like McBurn. Hey, you know what? Um, the game's not released for like another four months. Maybe we can top that before the game comes out. I went to and McDonald's, got a serious case of acid reflux. Let's just call <laughs> this guy McBurn. Someone, yeah. Oh, we just got the McBurns. You got, you got McBurned. You got McBurned. Yeah. Oh, he got McBurned. That name is horrendous. But the uh, music in the game great is name. great. <laughs> and it's funny too. I get. I'll tell this on the show proper too because like. Um, we were joking about it, I think, and you made a good comment, which is legit, which is that uh, on that Nipponichi call that I talked about earlier in the show, um, one of the games they previewed for us on there was Trails of Cold Steel 4, which comes out in like two months, and they show like a demo mm-hmm. area of like where the, character was running, the player was running through the game and some of the new battle mechanics, and everybody else in the call was like, oh man, when is this game coming out? I can't wait. When are you going to release the review codes? Blah, blah, blah. And I'm the one guy on the call like, 
Take as long as you want. Don't release the review codes because every time I review a Trails of Cold Steel game, I have to spoil the previous one for myself because yeah. I'm never caught up. You're trying to get, but these games are huge, They're right? Massive, They're massive games. Yeah, yeah. So it's like I I know I'm in there. I know what I'm in there for. I'm here to review the new mechanics and things they change because you can't spoil the story because it's a continuous plot. But I'm spoiling it for myself, <laughs> so it's like woof. This sucks, but. It's also free, though it doesn't count so much because I'm still buying this game because I want it on my shelf. Mm-hmm. Um, all, right, all right, so a game notorious, notorious for having bad names, silly names. I mean, not bad, but just silly, really silly names. The Mega Man X series. Oh, is this going to be from Five? This is X Five. I called it. Yep. Is it? Wait, let me see. Is it Duff McWhalen? It's Duff McWhalen. Ah, I'm good. Because not only is it a really silly name, it's Good song. Yes. I really like this. So this is composed by Naoto Tanaka, Naoya Kamiyasaka, and Tayuki Miyawara for the Sony PlayStation. Ladies and gentlemen, put your hands together <laughs> for Duff McWhalen. You're listening to music from the game Mega Man X5, the theme of Duff McWhalen, which um, was then uh, during the I think it was re-released as the uh, as the X like series. Well, before we get into, before we get into that, before we get into that, yeah. we got to acknowledge that this wasn't his original name. So in Japan, but for people who've played Mega Man X, the franchise, mm-hmm. all the Mav- like, the original Mega Man games, they were always like, you know, some object man or a property man, like, you know, like Fireman mm-hmm. or, you know, rental real estate signpost man. Yama- um, Yamato man. Yamato man. <laughs> yeah. But then with the Mega Man X games, the Mavericks were all named after animals mm-hmm. and like a characteristic, an adjective and an animal. So like, I don't know, like Storm Eagle. Which isn't an adjective, it's just another word to describe him, but you get the point. Launch Octopus, which, yeah. So, but for some reason with Mega Man X5, the people who did the translation for the game thought it'd be quite corking to change all the characters' names and make them references to Guns N' Roses songs. So Slash was Grizzly Slash, and his name was really Crescent Grizzly. Mm -hmm. I mean, it's not a great name. So Duff McWhalen was originally title whale mm-hmm. and they corrected this in the uh, the legacy edition like they released on, the, on all the systems mm-hmm. um, but you know what 
it's still Duff McWhalen. He'll always be Duff McWhalen. He'll always be Mr. Duff. <laughs> <laughs> Duff Mr. Mr. Duff. Duff Whale. <laughs> I love I love that character. And I just think it's a silly looking robot too, because it's like it's like the head is the shape of a whale with like arms kind of sticking out of it. It kind of reminds me of Twinbee, you know, mm-hmm. where it's like a plane with arms sticking out of it. One thing I find especially interesting about this game, well, two things about this track in particular, mm-hmm. sure. which is that this track is probably one of the only times I can think of in like gaming, not so much gaming history, but I guess kind of is, where they chose a stage completely unrelated to a, the another stage, but used that stage's theme as a re- in a remix form for this one. So this track is a remix of the Bubble Crab theme from Mega oh, Man X2. Okay, okay. And then the other thing that I thought, I thought was, it sounded familiar, but in my mind I was like, nah, it sounds like something from Castlevania. <laughs> I can see a little bit of Castlevania in there. Yeah, I'm thinking of um uh, from from Castlevania 4 and I'll think of the track name later. But the other thing about this game, which I think is interesting in the regards, like if you play it now, it won't have the same effect. Mm-hmm. But I bought the game when it came out on store shelves, and I there wasn't a lot too. of press releases for yeah. it. It was just you go to the sort of holy crap, Mega Man X Five is out. I'm going to buy that, and mm-hmm. you go home, you put it in, you choose your first boss, and it says the Skyver, and you're sitting there going, "What the heck is the Skyver? What's his actual name?" Like. From the moment you would pick a boss and see whatever these fake names are they were coming up for them, I was like, something's wrong with my game. These aren't their real names. Who's Duff McWhalen? And you weren't <laughs> able to go on the internet, particularly, and look up real names. It was just, yeah. this is the game you got. I for some reason, they changed their name. I hadn't played a Mega Man game since I was real little. And when I discovered, I was like, oh, the X series, they're still doing this. Because I didn't have a Super Nintendo, Super Nintendo, so I didn't really play the X games. And the X games. Um, so when I saw X5 on the PlayStation, I was like, I'm going to try this out. And I just got my butt handed to me over and over again. This is not an easy game. No, they are not. Um, I don't care what anyone says. Except Maybe. for Pernil. I'm, I'm, yeah, except for you. I'm, I'm just not. They're kidding. so easy. Said <laughs> Actually, Rob, no. <laughs> I just find them to be very frenetic. And They are. They are. Yeah, yeah. Especially the X, like these later X series games. They're, they're fast. Mm-hmm. And I will say... I've had people hit me with that treatment myself where like I'm like, no, X6 is stupidly hard. And people are like, no, it's not. Maybe it's actually really easy. I'm like, well, I just am really bad at it because yeah. I'll acknowledge that X6 is ridiculously yeah. hard. I'm just not putting in the work, I guess. I'm just, <laughs> exactly. Just like, not. They added this system where you have to save hostages from these things that are just floating around the screen. And if they get them, they kill the hostage and that they're dead for the whole game. So they're, they're gone forever. They're gone forever. Well, so like, you see them for the first time. You're like, oh, crap. I got He's dead. Well, yep. we have to start over again. Like, <laughs> no, one of my favorite games ever was the Oddworld series of Abe's, Abe's Exodus. Mm-hmm. And that game, like, it's almost like a puzzle game. You're trying to rescue the other little uh, people in the, in, like, in there that are trapped in this world. Oh, yeah, be, maybe they never even gave their species a name. I know that they all have names. Like the the, the they they created a huge world. Like oh no, like the individuals. I mean, I'm thinking oh, the, indi- the species. Yeah, the species. I think I'm pretty sure they did. Um, but I just I don't remember it now. But I was really into it. But what I liked about it was it's so much of it's trial and error. Like you can't save everybody, and so you just expect casualties like throughout the game. See, that kills me. I think I wonder if that's a, a token of just. I don't want to say modern gaming because I just made this comment about a game that came out in the late 90s, but mm-hmm. um, the fact that I feel like I have to save everybody. Like, I can't just mm-hmm. play a game and be okay with the fact that there will be losses, there will be casualties, yeah. there will be elves that you, you'll use and they'll die, and your great will suffer for it. Yeah. X-Zero, Mega Man Zero reference. But then you What's get... Like- 
yeah, this game, it's like, okay, 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 10 people I gotta get through. Okay, I'll hit this switch and I'll let four of them through, then I'll get the next two, and like splat, like spikes come and impale three of them. You're like, okay, okay, next time I won't do that. You know? Yeah, because like, there's like, no so, way around it. Because you remember Zombies Ate My Neighbors, right? Oh, that's right, yeah. Zombies Ate My Neighbors was notorious for that, and that made me furious too, because like, there'd be a level where the guy just, they, they just turn into werewolves. <laughs> like, they don't get killed by them, they turn into the werewolves, and that counts as them dying. You're like, I didn't have a chance. This well, is ridiculous. One of the uh, one of my favorite original uh, Midway arcade games, Robotron, uh, Robotron twenty twenty eighty four, whatever it's called, Robotron. Um, you're supposed to save the humans mm-hmm. and you get bonus points from them. But if if they get hit by a robot, they turn into like super awful robots and they fly around the screen. So basically, if they get caught, it's not just that you lose a character. You don't just lose points. You gain a horrible adversary. Yeah, absolutely. And, and the, the round only ends when all the enemies are gone. So you can leave people on the stage. So you want to leave the enemies for as long as possible to, sh- to save the people. Mm-hmm. Um, it's I, I love that game. That, that, that's that's um, um, Geometry Wars. I just essentially love it. that game. I just love there's like a freeze pop song if I remember correctly they used to like that where it's called actually it's called Robotron. Oh yeah. Yeah, and it's like and she goes Robotron go two thousand. Such a long I remember that game. And the whole song is about them like her describing her experience with like Robotron and like weird lyrics. I think Robotron's like one of like the, the it's like a perfect game and it's and you play it with two joysticks, it's super cool. Play that barcade and got my butt handed to me. <laughs> it's, but it's, t- fun, it's not man. not easy, no. Um, my I used to pl- I was obsessed with it in high school. I got to round 30, and then, like, I never got better than that. Does it have an ending? I don't know. But I've never been able, like, recently, I've never been able to get past, like, round 8. Might be something I have to look up later, because now I'm curious. I just was just playing it all the time. Did you ever play in the N64 game that they did? Yeah, yeah, it was the same as the PlayStation 1. I, I think I had that, because I didn't have an N64. Oh, okay. And it was okay, but it was, like, it was a weird angle. It was like, kind of like a, like a 3D effect. Yeah, you were thick and blocky. The music was awesome, though. The music was crazy. I think we played some of it on the show before, because it's just wild. Wouldn't surprise me. I feel sure. like you would have picked it for sure. I'm sure I did, <laughs> yeah. Okay, so what's, I think we're on your final one? Mm-hmm. And it's kind of funny with the last track you picked being Duff McWhalen because the character name that I picked from this game acquired the name due to similar reasoning being translation. Oh, if it's bad translation. Or, or just inten- totally intentional translation. Totally yeah. intentional. Okay. Um, this game is called Atelier Rorona, the Alchemist of Arlen, and the track title is called Full Boko. And it's composed by Ken Nakagawa. <laughs> when you say these names, I, I type them down so I can like look them up and, and all that. You just said a bunch of words that... <laughs> Here's some gibberish. I, it's just gibberish to me. So we're going to spell that later. <laughs>
Welcome back. You're listening to Full Boko, though Rob says Baco. Baco. That's a battle of words. <laughs> From the game at Telia Rorona, The Alchemist of Arling, composed by Ken Nakagawa. This is a funky jam. I love this track. I love, I'm loving that keyboard. This is a fine example, unfortunately, of games I own, because I own like every Atelier game, and I am so far behind in trying to experience them all. I'm pretty positive I never will, and I accept that. But um, I might have to at least play this one, because... Every pick I've used for this episode was or names that I found myself that for games I've played. Mm-hmm. This is the exception. I had no choice. I could not avoid using this character's name is in it, this show. Is the name Baco? No, no. I wish. I wish. <laughs> so this game's character that I'm referring to goes by the name of STD. Um, <laughs> that is her name. Um, in Japan, it was originally SD Erhard or Erhard. Okay. But for some reason, the Western translators thought it would be quite hilarious to name her STD. The, 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 just the acronym. No, or it's just the E-S-T-Y-D. Oh. So it's pronounced STD. Great. But her name is actually Esty. Hmm. Okay. So, okay. who is STD? Well, she is a character who in the first game... Keep in mind, this is all stuff I learned like, recently because I need to play these games now. But I've played Atelier games, but not the Arlen trilogy. Um, she is a character who works in the Adventurers Guild in the first game, mm-hmm. Rorona. So she basically is like a character that you can talk to. She gives you quests to embark on. She's there. She's there doing her questing right. distribution thing. Mm-hmm. And uh, after that, she feels as though... She has she can't find a husband, and she's having more difficulty doing so by working in the guild. So she leaves working in the Adventurers Guild to go on her own little journey of exploration. Hmm. So in the second game, mm-hmm. she's referenced, but she's not around. And in the third game, she becomes a bodyguard for some reason. Oh, you know to what? another character. You know what? I, I gotta respect someone going out there and changing careers like that. Oh, she, FTD is a career a career getter. I like that, and I'm all right with that. <laughs> yeah, not so much with that name though, because somebody at that company needs to get kicked in the butt. <laughs> like, it's not even a bad. It's one thing if it was like, you know, this Good. is an official translation. I guess we're kind of stuck with it. This is, you know, it'd be hilarious. You know, it'd be really <laughs> great if we took this this character and just gave her a name that's made for mocking. Yeah, just like it's just. Oh, and, that, and it's not even like so far in the background, right? Like you, you meet this character multiple times. Yeah, across she's, multiple she's, games. Multiple games. Like when the person mentioned this name in the thread, I was like, "Well, shut this thread down. No one's topping this." <laughs> and I stand by that belief because after many, many replies, no one topped SDD. That's pretty good. I can. I. I might get there. I'm getting there. There's so. no. No. You. There's not a chance. All right. So there is a Sega Genesis game. Okay. With a superhero. And it is called Boogerman, oh. a pick-and-flick adventure. I do know the Boogerman. Um, and <laughs> it's called Boogerman. The Boogerman. He's, he's a Boogerman. Um, and that's what he is. He's a disgusting... The whole game is disgusting and gross. I love how he has a sock with a hole in it. Yeah. Um, all of the stages are gross. It's all toilet humor. It's, it's all like it's all goofy stuff. Even when this game came out, I was like, I think I'm too old for this. <laughs> <laughs> but the soundtrack is composed by Matt Furness. Really? So you know it's going to be good. Some of the tracks are so good. So, so good. And here's one. So you brought the funk. I'm bringing the Genesis funk. This is from the, the stage called Flatulent Swamps. <laughs> and there's, 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 some, there's some good uh, FM synth fart sounds happening in the background. From the game Boogerman, a pick and flick adventure for the Sega Genesis and the Sega Mega Drive. Oh, mercy. Oh, yeah.
back. You are listening to The Flatulent Swamps from Boogerman, a pick and flick adventure for the Sega Genesis, composed by none other than Matt Furness. Get down. Mm. I was saying earlier how this has, this invokes a corpse party vibe to me. Oh, yeah? Not in so much the style of composition or anything, but just in the composition of the track. He uses sounds to invoke the grossness that I'm assuming is on display on the game screen proper. Mm. So, like, you said it's called Flatulent Swamp? This one's called the Flatulent Swamp. Yeah, so they're trying to do like that. that, that kind of, like the squishy sound <laughs> yeah, of a fart. Yeah, squishy sounds, yeah. Um, but in the music, like, this, these aren't sound effects like added like throughout the game level. Like It's actually part of the soundtrack. That's what I mean. Yeah, it was interesting. It's just he oh, okay. uses that. Like you, This is a sound he's using to... Give you a, a sense of, I don't know, add some personality to the environment. And he decided to choose this sound effect mm-hmm. for the track that's meant to overlay and give personality to the environment. So it's almost like he's taking steps and he's like stepping on like squishy bags that fart. Maybe the ground farts when he walks on it. Yeah, it I, is the flatulent swamp. It is a swamp. Um, the Everything in this game is named really silly. Um, and it's a gross, I'm assuming. Uh, Professor Stinkbaum. And he's trying to... His lab is above the city Takey Dump. Oh, mercy. And they are trying to um, save the world from pollution by sending trash to a Dimension X increment. Christ. I know. It gets worse. It it only gets worse from here. Um, Apparently, it was reviewed really well when it came out. Um, It being a fun game to play, although it was really just mainly just meant to be kind of gross out. I think it was like the height... Or at least not the height of, or riding the co- the riding the winds, the flatulent winds of like the Ren and Stimpy. Oh, that makes sense. Like, kind of like because Ren and Stimpy came out in like well, I won't say it came out. I don't remember when it came. I think it came out in ninety actually. Yeah, this was but 90. Ren and Stimpy ran in like two thousand ninety two or something. Yeah, this stopped. game came out like ninety six. Really? So, yeah. That far into the Genesis? Like, oh, that makes sense because it had the the the, the, the bars that. It had that side panel on the Genesis cards, which didn't show up towards the end of yes. the game system's lifespan. Yeah, this definitely a late. That's when I was. I think I was like sixteen or seventeen, and I was like, I don't know about Boogerman. I think Decap Attack came out like late. No, later Boogerman. Too. Boogerman. Now, if there's a sequel, <laughs> the Boogerman. I will I do not want to know what they're doing with the sequel. But anyway, I mean, it's on the nose, right? I, mean, I grew up <laughs> on with the garbage pill. Bam. Um, I grew up with garbage pill kids, so for me, gross okay. things are just natural. <laughs> yeah. I mean, come on. Just like flatulent. It's all it's all very, very natural. Very, very natural here. Um, but yeah, um, Boogerman. But Matt Furnace, I mean, come on. That's a funky beat. I like that. That's a super funky beat. You liked it? I genu- Honestly, I think I like the track, but I also I genuinely like the flatulence included in the track proper. All right. Well, we'll give him a call and we'll let him know. But like, you know, that was, that was the right choice to make. That's correct. <laughs> Those beans, perfect. I wonder if they were like, okay, we want you to work on all these cool games, right? And then here's Boogerman. And he's like, all right, fine. My last one. I'm no, he's, if anything, he's probably more like, Boogerman, finally a chance to flex my chops. <laughs> Get these. Flex my uh, my, 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 my creative muscles. <laughs> Get the juices flowing. Oh, Takey dump. All right, I'm going to turn this track down and the flatulence down, and we're going to get into the part of the show we call the bonus round. Bonus r- Oh, pardon me. Ooh. <laughs> What's been that video I had for Kaboom! <laughs> <laughs> now, the bonus rounds are where we play covers and remixes and arrangements on our theme, and our theme is some silly names. So what you got for us, Pernell? I cheated a bit because the name that I chose is in this series, but I couldn't find a remix or a cover from the game proper, so I went back. I went mm. back a little bit. Okay. So I'm going to pick from this game, and I'll bring up the name. 
So this is from the game Star Ocean, the second story. Um, the track title is called Stab the Sword of Justice. It's the instrumental metal cover, and it's done by Daniel Tidwell. Hmm. such a good i loved it yeah how like the original is it, is it i mean it sounds like how close is this melody to the original to give you perspective on it the original was composed by motui sakuraba so oh, there you go you yeah can, there, you yeah. Go. <laughs> there you go yeah that's that's pretty close so you heard no synth in this but he still did a ridiculously good job with it what is this track again stab the sword of justice instrumental metal cover from the game star ocean the second story composed by daniel tidwell as i mentioned before original composed by motoi sakuraba all right so who is the who is what's the name from so this has become one of my go-to names over the previous like couple gens or a couple few years um the name actually comes from the game star ocean 4 and Mm. the character is the main character who goes by the name of edge maverick you want to talk about on the nose Edge that one's on the nose, Maverick. and man, is it being picked. 
<laughs> it's atrocious. Uh, <laughs> it's like, it's like, come on, Edge. Like, Edge Maverick. He he's, a, he's, a, he's, a, he's a starship captain, mind you. So mm. that, that it lends itself further to the Maverick part. Uh, it's just it's so bad. Oh, the name is atrocious. Now, ah. Uh. I genuinely still mock the plot because they destroy Earth in an alternate timeline after giving um, alien technology to scientists in Area 51. <laughs> but before they go, they have to save an anthropomorphic cat girl. Oh, man. Which is what they got to do. Uh, it's, 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 and she becomes the best party member in the game. Her name is Miracle. Meow. <laughs> it's so bad. No, I, I got a bad name for you. Soul Bad Guy. Yeah, that's a pretty from, crappy name. From Guilty. That's not a good name. That's a crappy name. Soul bad guy. He's the sole bad guy he's, in the franchise. The sole bad guy in the franchise. Now, all right, so the music itself is already pretty rocking by um, Daisuke Ishwatari. Um, amazing. Even tons of arranged tracks, arranged versions of these original songs by Daisuke Ishwatari that are incredible. Mm-hmm. So um, years later, uh, Guilty Gear XX's released um uh and for the song keep yourself alive mm-hmm. which is the theme of soul bad guy it's just just fun to say he's the only bad guy in the game <laughs> the soul bad guy um so he um arrangers from japan go to la okay. to um record arranged versions of the music with famous vocal artists in america okay so these are this is a vocal version of keep yourself alive uh composed by Daisuke Ishiwatari but arranged by Kinya Sawaguchi Koichi Sayama, and with vocals by Matthew Zane. That's about to say Matt Furnace. Matt Furnace, no. It's uh, Matt Zane, who I don't recognize because I'm not like a rock and roll guy. But I know it's not like, you know, crazy. Like, when I first saw, vo- was eternity. When I first saw vocal version, I thought it was going to be like um, like when the anime, like voice artists, like do like vocal versions of theme songs. And it's like some guy screaming like in a microphone. <laughs> or like Eternity like, from Blue Dragon. Yeah, exactly. Where it's like it sounds like someone is like drunk in a karaoke bar. <laughs> but no, this is pretty legit. I think I think you'll be into it. Be not, no. not my usual style, but I think you'll like it. to eat hell. <laughs> <laughs>
don't need to cry, I'm going to apathy, I'm going to get myself up every meal. <laughs> Wow. Okay. And that song is about one man's quest to go to Applebee's despite the discourse that will come from his friends as a result of him wanting to go there. Yeah. And then the, and then the evening they had after having to eat Applebee's. Oh, that was. And the morning after Applebee's. <laughs> That's uh, where they had the leftovers. Which is just a red lobster. <laughs> um, so that was Keep Yourself Alive to the theme of Soul Bad Guy uh, from Guilty Gear XX in LA vocal edition. Composed by Daisuke Ishiwatari, arranged by Kinya Sawaguchi and Koichi Sayama, with vocals by Matt. Say, hey, hey, <laughs> I don't need, uh, I'm going to borrow little cans because I'm broke. A couple, a couple little uh, little edits had to make here. Oh, yeah. Uh, I, I forgot. Like, Whoops. Wow. <laughs> yeah. Um, so hopefully that was okay. But yeah, that is super. I mean, it's so. The alternative would have been like, I don't give a darn. Darn. <laughs> I, I might go back and no, I'm not gonna do that. That <laughs> was what you did. I don't mind. this way this way it sounds like oh maybe it's an intentional. What an interesting choice they would make. Um so yeah, definitely hamming it up. I mean definitely putting their all into this track. Oh yeah, you can put a all you can put tons of all into it. Like, and that's still a good, be hamming it like, up. That's that's good vocals. It's just it's just like real silly. That's some honey baked ham. <laughs> it's some honey baked ham. <laughs> well, for more information on the honey baked ham portion of our show. Go to rhythmandpixels.com. We'll have links to SoundClouds, Bandcamps, and everywhere where you can download this music and buy the music and support these artists. But I don't care. <laughs> yes, you do. You <laughs> love those artists. All right, thanks for joining us on Rhythm and Pixels 24-5, our look at silly character names. And we have to end with some Final Fantasy music because there's a lot of silly Final Fantasy names. Pretty much. In this case, I think, what was the ones you named for this one, Rob? Uh, Squall Lionheart. This is the Balam Garden um, arranged version from Dissidia Final Fantasy, which I think is like a fighting game, like an arena fighting type game. Yeah, though I never played the later ones, so but the original ones I played on PSP were mm-hmm. like, yeah, arena fighters, you could like grind on rails. And oh, okay. Yeah. Like but they were cool ideas for games. Like you could like get level up the characters and learn oh, okay. skills for them. But Squall, get equipment and everything. Squall Lionheart is kind of kind of silly. Uh, uh, Renoa was it like Heartily or Heartily? Heart Lily, yeah. And my go-to for Final <laughs> Fantasy was originally going to be Butts. Butts. Which I, I'm trying to remember, uh, for the life of me, I can't recall if it was translated in America to Butts or vice versa, but I want to say in Japan it was originally Butts, and they got translated to Barts eventually. Bar, yeah. But mm. yeah, you can't well, the, but you can't beat Butts, and I'm good <laughs> for that. So um, Yeah, and you know what? They're, they're cowards for not leaving Butts in their game. That's right. More butts in your games. Not less, more. More. Put your whole butt in that game. <laughs> also, one thing I wanted to randomly mention, because I feel, it's funny how I came up in uh, Rhythm and Pixels chat. Apparently, we were on our chat talking about beers a few weeks ago. Yeah. And I think like Skinny Matt had a beer that he was drinking. And I made a kind of, oh, that's a really cool sounding beer. And he PM'd me, like, I can just mail one to you if you want. Just give, let me know where to send it. What? Now, the thing is... Like, I probably wouldn't have been like, oh, yeah, here's my address because I'm, you know, bizarre. But. No, you I, are a normal person who won't just give your address online. Touche. Which is good. <laughs> but, like, 
I would have responded sooner, but I didn't notice it literally until I got on that conference call yesterday. I was like, wait a minute, I have a PM in here. Because I checked Discord, but the PMs don't stand out for some reason. Yeah, I always miss them. It kind of blends in with the channels. I'm not a big Discord user. I'm terrible with it. I'm trying yeah. to get better at it, though. But yeah, I've never been the best. Like I'm even now getting coached in the usage of Instagram. Which I'm like, and every time I'm like, what's the point of Instagram? Uh, it's just, it's just pictures. It's like the Tumblr of Facebook. Like, I want people to talk about the pictures, though. <laughs> but every time I go there, it just seems like there's a photo, and then like a bunch of like quick blurbs that says this person saw it. Yeah. Like, ah. You're like, oh, look, I saw my picture. Anyway, does so, this th- mean I'm old, or does so, this mean I don't get Instagram? So he slid into your PMs, your Tylenol PMs. And then, and yeah. I didn't notice, but just letting you know, I appreciate the offer very oh, much. So. Okay, yeah. We should probably get like a PO box. Maybe, maybe. maybe. I don't know. I mean, we put it to you somehow. I'm I sure. could give an excuse, but I'm just lazy. <laughs> <laughs> um, so yeah. Anyway, thanks to everybody for listening to the show. Um, our next episode is going to be a, a live streamed recording, um, and so if. if I mean, I mean, we never remember what the topic was. Yeah, so did we? Did you nothing? Nothing came up. I, I remembered. We was, can do this one not, again. Not, what I remembered was characters that we wanted that you wanted to see in Smash Brothers. Yeah, I remember that was a topic. That, uh, that's a good one. Char- oh. Characters named Butts. No. <laughs> Actually, if you could think of that many characters named Butts, go for it. But I can only think of the one. <laughs> um, so yeah, how about that? We'll go with that. Um, characters you'd like to see in smash and then we'll talk about oh that's right that, that is what it was because we were going to talk about them fighting each other and that would be a good time okay okay so we're going to do that that's tomorrow night if you're listening to the show the day it came out um but we'll, we'll talk we'll announce that on our patreon page and all that other stuff uh, but if you'd like to get in contact with us if you'd like to say hello we have many different ways to do it but we check our email more frequently so send us an email rhythm and pixels at hotmail.com and if you'd like for more information on our show and a full track listing from all of our episodes and links to everything else that we're doing, such as our Discord server that we will also never check, go to our website, rhythmandpixels.com. And check us out on Facebook and Instagram and Twitter. It's Rhythm and Pixels, all one word. And I do check Discord. Don't let them fool you. I, I, I'm, I'm, I'm on there a little bit more frequently now. This is I'm part of some other groups like DDR groups that I, I keep, uh, keep in touch with. Uh, but yeah, do that and uh, go to youtube.com slash rhythm and pixels. Uh, we have a 24-7 radio station playing nothing but 8-bit and 16-bit classics. And if you'd like to support the show, go to patreon.com slash rhythm and pixels. There you get access to uh, prequel episodes once a week, usually, almost all, almost all the time. Um, well, we only miss like one or two. Yeah, life gets in the way, you know. I'm not going to get too burned up over it. Um, You also get access to a live stream recording episode, which we do once a month. Uh, We do that without fail. That's always a good time. Sometimes it's a little later than others, but it's it's always fun. We get it done. We get it done. And there's some other great little things that you can get for your donations. So check that out. Patreon.com slash Rhythm and Pixels. And we also like to thank all of our Patreon members at the end of every episode. So we'd like to thank uh, that Nick Walker, The Last Weekend, Uh, Mike Myers. I hope you're doing good. Uh, Bedroth of the VGM Very Good Music Podcast. A good guy. He's going to be on the show at some point yeah, soon, too. Yeah, just got to set that up. Mm-hmm. I just got to get on it. Uh, I feel like I'm home now, you know? <laughs> He's like, I'm home. August is, is very soon coming. You're going to see the back of August, you know? It's going to be behind me, and I can I can do things. Uh, so, Bedroth. Uh, Justin Schneider. I got his name right from XVGM Radio. You're getting better! For being a member of our Patreon, I will get your name correct. <laughs> uh, Sonic Medley. 
Taco, Harold Howard, David Taylor, Reinhardt Selkova, Andreas Milberg, Dan Loughton, Phantom Jest, Steve Miller, The Autistic Gamer 89, Cameron Worma, Christopher Schenstrom, Bobby Arson from One Up Funk, Wicked Sephiroth, Carlos, Kung Fu Carlito from the Heroes 3 podcast, Michael Bridgewater from the Forever Sound Version VGM podcast, and Brian Pitt. Oh, wonderful. And Brian Solid. Pitt came through with the translation, right? That's correct. Awesome. So yeah, thanks everybody for continuing to support our show and the many others. Um, it's good. And if you want to support the show and you don't feel like spending any money, honestly, there's there's plenty of other organizations that could, that need your money. Um, uh, so a lot of good charities and a lot of uh, other other places. So do that instead. Or, then, or also, or instead, or either... Or go to rhythmandpixels.com and buy all of our merchandise. No, I don't know. Actually, yeah, I I think I just think it would be cool to see people wearing a cool shirt. <laughs> you just walk down the street and be like, hey, I made that dumb design. <laughs> I actually even have a, a friend of mine, she was doing um she was doing like this works for, to earn some extra money mm-hmm. and I kicked uh some money over to get a mask made for rhythm and pixels. Oh yeah. Which did, is a pretty cool mask. Did you get that? Oh yeah. Oh nice. It's got the logo on the left hand side. So it's like I'm walking like oh, rhythm and pixels. Oh, so it's mask. not like you're not like talking like so it's like in front of your mouth. Exactly. Like, oh, that's cool. It, and it was her suggestion too, which I I'm glad she made that suggestion because mm-hmm. it makes so much more sense to it have does. it on the side of the mask than in the front of it. Um a uh, mask uh a uh, face mask um, um, fashion is becoming a real thing and, yeah, I, yeah. and I like that I'm glad um, yeah because if you're going to have to wear them you may as well have fun with it yeah have fun with it or make a statement with it or, or like match your outfit mm-hmm. I've seen that a lot like women with like that dresses blows my that mind. match you're their matching mask. mask yeah yeah I like that um, my mask will never match unless I'm wearing all black I'm still wearing like 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 old surgical masks and stuff like just, just I keep a box of 10 on hand just yeah, in just case that you, you forget mm-hmm. uh, I went out for a walk and I was like crap I forgot my thing so I got I guess I can only stay outside and away from people <laughs> pretty much <laughs> I had to go back to my car and grab it um, anyway thanks for listening to the show everybody uh, next week we are going to be talking about Smash Brothers characters that are not in Smash Brothers which is not many right very few. You beat this still a stupid amount that hard, <laughs> but there's also so many that are that it's kind of forgivable. Freddie Fosbear from Five Nights at Freddy's. But also, before I forget, just also, in case other people have forgotten and you get to this point in the show, don't forget submit your favorite attack mm. submissions to the show. We got maybe two more weeks on that. Yeah, we're gonna make um, a big uh, post um, campaign with like images and stuff on Instagram. Um, let people know about that because I want to get that out there. I want to give away stuff. We're going to give away t-shirts. Yes. Probably like the top three or four because there's time for there's time for attacks. Yeah, and there's time, man. We're home. We're doing and I was to get creative. It's just fun to talk about. Like, yeah. we got a few submissions so far that I like, but oh, good. get them in. Yeah, and we'll, and we'll, we'll discuss it um, on the next Patreon show after the next one. So, anyway, thanks everybody for listening. We'll talk to you next week. Have a good night. The jelly man. What'd I do? And I'm Rob Nichols. Oh, I totally missed it, didn't I? You dropped the ball. Oh, mercy. I'm, Rob. Dro- I'm dropping all. I'm dropping balls, man. Robert. I'm dropping balls. <laughs> and remember, my name is Rob Nichols. I'm <laughs> Fernell. But also, and remember, uh, oh mercy, this it's hard. I'll it's friggin' hard. Just, I'm just gonna be like that guy who says. We're dealing with some stuff right now. Mm-hmm. This world's gone cuckoo labanza on a <laughs> on a crispy cracker, and um, it may be easy to get down on things and down on society and down on a variety of things. I am 
poster boy for that at times. Me too. But yeah. despite the downness you may feel, also note that you are also dealing with individuals whenever you interact with people in the streets, whenever mm. you interact with people online. Don't let the plague that is the image that has been built up of society negatively impact your district your distinct interactions with individuals whether online or in person you want to be a version of a person that frankly doesn't suck <laughs> be a person that doesn't yeah. suck in the world that has have been having a lot of issues avoiding that concept lately mm. be a good person be the part that makes this place okay yeah yeah. Because, oh my God, it's crazy. Yeah, it's it's so easy to be a good person. It's so easy to... to Honestly, you think about it, it actually is. Like, I... It is like, like almost like a side and remember dialogue, but, like, I, I've had dialogues with people, and uh, there's, like, that moral concept where you say, you know, I genuinely feel like... Moral concept! <laughs> <laughs> I'm sorry, go on. I, I think it's hilarious. I just had this thought, yeah. Like, I feel like... Without the actual influence of others, mm. as the natural human state, it is easier to do bad things and be a bad person. And I say that because the core of being a bad person mm. is literally looking out for number one without concern for the consequences of those around you. Mm. But by that same notion, when you do develop attachments and bonds and associations with other people, and you have those relationships and those ex learned experiences, you develop things like empathy, and you develop things like concern for others around you, and you also come to realize certain things like, I don't know, when you do something nice for somebody and you see them react to it, it feels good for you. Yeah. It's like a reward to say, I did this nice, I performed this nice gesture, and the reward was seeing them enjoy the nice gesture. It's not selfish, it's real. Yeah. It, so, yeah. If you feel like your hands are tied and you can't, you can't help with the current problems that are happening right now, do something nice for somebody else. Exactly. Don't just go online and doom post all the horrible stuff because I already know it's out there. It's, it's all you can't really get away from it, really. Yeah, it's fine. I don't have to see it again. So just do your best yeah. to be that good person mm -hmm. because trust me, it does feel really good to be good, especially in a time where people could use it more. When you're being that guy. Mm -hmm or gal, it shows, and people appreciate it. So put your best foot forward. Thank you. Great, look at Mogus crazy <sighs> out there.